my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. How we're starting the show with boing 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 <laughs> boing 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 boys how uh, how the hell are you and everything on this uh this thursday evening it feels weird my date my days are all off now it's like the beginning of of the end times when days became endless and long if 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 not infinite it feels yeah yeah it just it just feels like it just feels like another quarantine day and everything so uh yeah you're not wrong. Yeah, this is true. It uh, it does feel weird. Um, what you call? So um, yeah, recording on a Thursday. Had uh, we had some uh, personal stuff to deal with yesterday. So um, you know, is what it is. Recording today. Um, this happens when it happens. This is true. This That's is true. All. And this was a very special. We can do thing. about that. Uh, so we are recording episode six twenty one. Uh, boing 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 for now. Uh, today, which is, which is, which is, it's okay. It is what it wow. is. Wow. Am I responsible for that? Great. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a definite yes on that one. Um, cool. Boys, we have a lot of stuff to talk I'm about. Boy, we have boy. a lot of product. I'm not even, I'm just going to skip all the BS and we got to go straight into the show today. But before we do so, we need to hit on some Patreon. Y- y- yes, Big Kev, are you okay? Is everything good there? No, no, no. It was like, we got to go straight into the show today. But before we do that, <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's how you do a tease. That's how you do it. You know, that's how you, you you toss to something. That's how the show's working. I'm not a, I'm not, sir. I'm not a news professional, so I would, I must yield to your expertise in this area. It's okay. I only play one on LinkedIn. Uh, but check us out on Patreon.com/slash/GeeksofTNG, where you can help us out a lot on the back end of the show and help support this this fine podcasting uh, program. Which, by the way, I don't know what's going on. Uh, besides Kev's weird looks into the camera, uh, people are calling podcasting the pod now. I don't know if you guys what? have heard about this, but it feels kind of just weird and uncomfortable. We're gonna do the pod today, boys. That's what I've been hearing. Those those were the kids. Can, are calling can we? Today. Can we? Can we do pod racing instead? No, no, 
I don't even want to do the pod. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, anywho, can people just say the show? Podcasting. It's a show. Can people just say we're doing the show today? That's the lingo that we use. Hey man, I'm not gonna argue with the kids. Uh, but for a buck, you can be part of our. Who's lo- bonging like that? I keep hearing bong, bong, bong. I'm getting text. No, alerts, no the, the show is called Boing, Boing, Boing. <laughs> well, I hear bong, bong, bong. The bongs are the are, are the text alerts I'm getting right now. Okay. I'm a, I'm a very, very. But you can't mute that. Listen. You're doing a show now. Listen, I'm a VIP. You don't understand. You knew you were, you know what you were signing up when you asked me to join the show. All right. This is just part of what you have to de- deal with. And you had I that. known. Had you known. Had I known. For $1 a month, you'd be a part of our lovely Discord service, um, which, you know what? You can talk to people of the show like Sandwich because, you know, we've been a little, I've been, we've been a little MIA this week. Uh, for $3, I was in there this month. Proud of you. Have you? Huh? Yes, I was. He didn't say anything. He didn't read anything, but he was ask on a box. Uh, for three dollars a month, you get the show a day and a half early, which that rule doesn't apply for this week. Everyone's gonna be getting it on Friday this week. Uh, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. Uh, for five dollars a month, you get the weekend bonus show of the Sandwich Shop. Which Sandwich? You put out a show this past weekend, right? Um, I'll be honest. I have midterms this week, so my life got kind of busy. I didn't get to reach out because I've been involved. I'll put one after the show. I'll put one up. Grandmama. You do yep, you. That's you do, it. You do you, Grandmama. You you do what you need to do to bust this kid's chops. And you get a vintage episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And that's ten, my contribution. For, yeah, shut up. For $10 a month, you get the show live on Instagram. Uh, which Which Why? has a lot of the craziness. Really, that's worth uh, all the money right there for sure. Yeah, we'll you'd see. have loved it today. We yeah. say live about five different times in twenty different ways. Yeah, that's okay. It doesn't. We never said it's gonna be all in like one continuous uh, uh, platform right there. So that's okay. Um, all right. So boys, we have. Let's see. What do we start with? I guess. Do we want to start with Sandman news? Yeah, let's go from the top. Okay. All right. We can do that. Uh, we have some new casting uh, for the Sandman, which I'm. You know, I, I'm indifferent. I don't have any thoughts other than sure this can be good. Uh, this the the Sandman series, which is scheduled to hit Netflix, uh, has set its main cast. Tom, I'm gonna mispronounce this. Tom Strudage is is officially set to star as Dream, with the show also adding Gwendolyn Christie, Vivian Akinbong, Boyd Hollowbrook, Charles Dance, Asim. Oh. Shaudry? Do you know who Charles Dance is? And I can barely pronounce these names, so no. And Sanjeev Bashkar. Uh, okay, so I names. know two of those names. Gwendolyn Christie, I know. Will be, uh, will, she will be Ch- the ruler Ch- of hell. She'll be Lucifer. Charles Dance is the bad guy in a lot of movies, but the two that you might remember most are The Golden Child and that Schwarzenegger movie where he goes where where like the kid goes to like the universe where he's an actual person i can't remember what the action hero last action hero okay yeah and he had the one eye that was all screwed up if mm-hmm. you remember that that's who Monty, charles dance if you look oh. up charles dance you'll know who he is yeah, no, oh wait a minute hold on charles dance what am i even talking about game of thrones I never saw Game of Thrones. He was he was the Lannister patriarch, uh, whatever his I mean, name is. I can't remember. That's Charles Dance. That's uh, Tywin. Tywin, yeah. Wow. Sandwich with 
Game of Thrones knowledge? Wow. I watched all of Game of Thrones. I love that. I have too, but season. I don't remember it. I don't remember oh. Tywin's name. I just know it was that guy. Oh, okay. So was Gwendolyn Christie. She was uh, Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, that I yeah that one I yeah that one I but she's done a ton of stuff. You look she at was Captain Christie, she Phasma goes, for those who didn't realize the entire Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, she's she's done a lot of things. So you know that's it's nice that she's getting work. She's she's uh she's really good. I mean, look, I, I'm just I'm just happy that um this is going to be progressing. Doesn't seem like they're hitting any. I mean, they may have like some COVID delays and everything like everybody else. I'm just happy this is actually coming together. I'm still not 100% sold if, if Netflix is the right uh, platform, but I mean, I can easily be swayed on that one at this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just happy this is coming together. I read these books so long ago, uh, so I kind of would like that's to That's what I was going to ask some if you had actually, yeah, actually read them. I was, I was, I was honestly... <laughs> Not to be that guy, but I was probably around Dom's age when uh, when I read these last. So I would kind of like wow. to reread them. Oh, okay. Because I don't really remember, you know, I had the memory of a goldfish now at this point. So uh, I would really like to give these uh, these books another go. Uh, as why, it were. why do you think Netflix is not the right venue? Like Preacher I said, is on AMC. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. for the record. And also, I have to say this be before you answer. Um, it has been confirmed that the next season of The Boys mm -hmm. on Amazon is going to feature Herogasm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're apparently not holding anything back. So, why do you think Netflix is not the right venue for this? Well, again, like I did, like I also, I also said that I can be persuaded very easily. Um, I'm just... I don't. I, I gotta be honest. I just don't know if it's one of those things where I just can't. Uh, uh, it's not that I don't have faith in Netflix. That's not the case. I just feel like someone else might be like an AMC might be able to do it a little bit better, maybe. But again, I, I I said I can be persuaded on that. But again, I'm just happy that this is coming together and that we are going to get. Uh, like, I I think um, Sandman, um, Bone. Those these are the kind of properties. Essentials. They're essentials, but they don't really have like that that the popular. They're not at the forefront of where. And, but I think they deserve to be because there's such a select uh, comic book audience that really puts these these properties yes. at a very high esteem, a very high level. But it, but the greater audience, I think, needs to have these properties on their radar because they're so damn good. So hopefully the show does that though. You know, friend of this program and Ooh. Sandman creator, Neil Gaiman, uh, and I were discussing this. I feel like it, it's probably, it's gotta be maybe eight to 10 years ago. Uh, the idea of doing some sort of series or f series of films, that kind of thing to cover the books. I'm glad it's coming to fruition because he's wanted this for a very long time. I, I've talked to him about it on multiple occasions, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, going okay. stretching back quite a number of years. But yeah, I'm very, very happy that it's moving along. Uh, I'm moving, uh, that it's moving along as well. So would you, would, um, I'll, would be ex I'll be excited to see it. From talking with him, Kev, would you say that uh, not so. I, I know he. It's not like he needs the paycheck in order to to make the show come together. But do you think that this is just something like he has the most pride in in terms of property, in terms of 
create his own creations? Well, let's not forget that one of the things I was going to mention earlier, I was a little surprised that it went to Netflix and not HBO Max. I was actually thinking HBO Max, too, as I was looking at our next story and everything, too. And right, you should, because it's a DC book. But I don't remember if the writers or creators or however that works with Vertigo books, I don't know if they are creator-owned. Which, if if that's the case, then Neil could take it anywhere he wants, and it makes sense that he's doing it with Netflix because maybe he got a better deal from Netflix than he would have gotten, say, from HBO from his from Warner Brothers, who prints the books. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised by that. Um, I mean, as far as uh, what 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 did you ask me, Nick? What was your question? Uh, do you think that like that is his one property? Because as you said, he was been talking oh, oh, about oh. for so many years. Like he takes no. the most pride in. I don't. No, I don't. I don't think that he's not proud of it. This is purely speculation because I've never asked him. But my conversations with him, I would tend to think that he was proudest of American Gods. Hmm, okay. As as a book, as far as books go, now I don't know because I was I was much closer to him during the time that American Gods was a thing, was new, was you know a thing. One of the one of the last, not the last time, but one of the last times I I I feel like I spent time with him. I feel like it might have been the tenth anniversary of American Gods. I'm not even sure if that's okay. true or not. Um, so you know, like I I feel like I feel like he's proud of all of his properties you know and this sandman would be what his fifth property to be transferred from page to screen because there's stardust um that's neil gaiman there's um there was uh uh what you call american it? gods oh, show american gods mm-hmm. Coraline is also neil gaiman isn't his uh his uh north north uh mythology also in the works as well. I've I've heard something Good about omens. that, but I think it's less concrete. Okay. What's the one I'm forgetting? Good omens. Good omens. Thank there you, you go. sandwich. Good on you. And good omens. Right. So this would be the fifth okay. of his properties, I guess, or things that he has created or had a hand in creating, I guess, that has that is making it to the screen. And I'm sure he's proud of all of his things. Honestly, I, you know, I did have an extended conversation with him. If you guys are looking to pick up a book and read, if you've never read any Neil Gaiman, get Smoke and Mirrors. It's a bunch of short stories that I've had really some extended conversations with him about because I, that I, I'd have to say that's probably one of my favorite books of his. So very cool. There you go. There Neil you go. Gaiman. Uh, as I was mentioning with HBO, looking at the next story, uh, we got the trailer for Godzilla versus Kong. That uh, we got like what like a two ish minute trailer, give or take, give right or take. there. Um, Brilliant trailer, so, except for the music. So now, yeah. now, see now I gotta go back and listen to the music. So here's where I'm at right now. I am so cautious going into this because I, as I've mentioned, because love my my horror, love my my monster movies. Uh, absolutely loved Skull Island. Thought it was fantastic. The Godzilla movies, though, literally, I was jealous because my father fell asleep during the movie because it was just so boring. It was which one? The last. Well, both of them were bad, but the last one, the second one, was really bad. Okay. Um, So, 
But it would look like a good trailer where they're like putting, you know, they're they're making, they're doing what they should. They they're making Godzilla like, you know, he's our guy, like he's like he's our character that we're supposed to be backing. Which that's kind of the way it's always been, kind of for the last what eighty ish years, ninety ish. Godzilla, years we're supposed to back uh, uh, Kong, rather. Excuse me, King Kong. Oh, excuse me. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh so I like how they kind of because they hinted in in Skull Island that Kong is only getting bigger. He, which looks like that's the case in the trailer. He's about the same size as Godzilla here. They, um, but they still more, in my opinion, now this is just conjecture on my point, mm-hmm. they've morphed Godzilla from the first film. He's not as tall as he was in the first maybe, film. Maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. But again. The uh, Brian Cranston one. Yeah. It's just I, Godzilla, I think. Was I, I don't remember. It was the I'm first one the movie, of the. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first one of the new American yeah, Godzilla yeah. movies uh, with, with Brian Cranston. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I wanted. Uh, I would love another King Kong, Kong, whatever. I will. I want another movie. I'm a huge fan of that first film. I just don't, and I just I don't have the faith because it was just so bad. So I'm like, I, this could be a, a, a crapshoot. It's either going to be fantastic. Like, it's going to be one of the extremes. I feel like it's going to be either a terrible movie again, or it's going to be just as good as Skull Island or better. Uh, and the third act better not have them fighting uh, in a stormy, dark, uh, major city like they did the last two films. Because that's uh, for Godzilla. Because that's what they did. Kong, they had a beautiful, clear blue sky where the monsters are fighting. And it worked out fine. So... Cautiously optimistic. The only thing I will also add is that because it's going to be dropping um, on HBO Max and in theaters, and as long as, depending where we are with uh, COVID, as long as that's not an issue, I would love to go to a drive-in theater oh, to check absolutely. this check this out because these are I the would kind go to of a regular theater. These, well, or you know, an well, just to, just to be careful, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, if no, they I show it in IMAX, that's a film I'd like to see in IMAX. And that's exactly how I saw Kong Skull Island was in the IMAX theater. Uh, oh, yes. Thank God I didn't pay extra for for Godzilla in the uh, the IMAX theater. But again, um, I'm trying to be optimistic. I thought it was a good trailer for the most part. Uh, I like kind of you almost need a little bit of a refresher too with Godzilla uh, with Kong because it came out so uh, long ago. It feels like now. Um, it's on you. HBO Max right now. All, um, Kong and the two Godzilla movies? Skull Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bought that Skull one. Skull Island is. Yeah, I don't I, know about the Godzilla movies. They might be. I don't know. I have to look. Yeah, I bought that as soon as it was available. But it looked good. I have to say, I have to say this. The original King Kong versus Godzilla, like from the 60s, yeah. is my favorite of all of the giant monster movies. More than just the original like King it, Kong? It narrowly narrowly edges out the terror of Mechagodzilla. Okay. But it narrows it out because, again, there's that whole aspect of, you know, you know who, who wins and all that. And, you know, I don't know if this is an urban myth or not. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. But the end of that movie in the 60s, the urban myth is the Japanese version, you see Godzilla surface and swim away. And in the American version, you see Kong surface and swim I away. I believe that's a myth, if I recall correctly. I, yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it really is sort of an indistinct end. You don't really know. I, I mean, you don't really know how it ends. Even if it's Kong that gets up and surfaces, Godzilla can breathe water. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Did Godzilla just swim away? Like, or did he kill him? Or, or what? 
So, I got you. but anyway, in, in any event, that's my favorite of sort of the Toho era guys in giant suits movies. So, yeah, I would say for me, it goes King Kong number one, uh, pretty much anything Ray Harryhausen number two, and then King, uh, King Kong 1930 mm-hmm. something. Yep, that would Four, be my whatever. I would say that's my number one. Ray okay. Harryhausen anything, pretty much number two. And then it goes down. If we're going monsters, you know, I'll go with, I'll go with the blob. I'll do that, whatever that my very distant number three would be in that case. So, uh, um, yeah, kind of hard for, you know, to me, I mean, again, it's beautiful because, you know, there's so many different variations of these kind of movies. So, uh, right. all good stuff, and there's a lot to take in there for sure. Um, we have a little bit more kind of just sticking with Skull Island here. Uh, buh, 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 as I open up the story, uh, Netflix and Legendary are developing a Tomb Raider and Skull Island anime series of the two franchises. Uh, it's going to be developed for Netflix, and the date will be da, 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 no no word on the date yet. But uh, you know what? I'm okay with there being. I mean, even if it was just regular animation, anime, whatever the case may be. Uh, I heard amazing things for Castlevania, how how Netflix took charge of that series. So, I mean, this would be something, as far as I'm concerned, it's a little bit different, a uh, bit of a fresh take. And um, for two, they're two different franchises. So I think it would be kind of a nice little uh, little thing, just more of a footnote than anything else uh, in this yeah. case. Um, but, 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 let's see, what else we got here? Okay, there's, uh, you know, take this as you will. The Hollywood Reporter... Uh, is reporting that uh, HBO Max is in, quote, early development for a Harry Potter live-action TV series. Uh, It will be ordered to expand the Harry Potter universe to television. Um, And it's just, again, it's just emphasizing extremely early stages, and that's pretty much all we know. Uh, And that it may have... Well, J.K. Rowling has a stranglehold on anything to do with Harry mm-hmm. Potter. So yeah. my guess is that even if this comes to fruition, I imagine we're nowhere near uh, being able to say anything about it other than, you know, they might have sat down at a meeting with her and they're kind of throwing it out there that they had a meeting so that it will gin up the fans who may, may sway J.K. Rowling who herself has been the subject of much controversy of late. So, mm-hmm. and, and there has been, shall we say, a drop in, the, uh, in, in some of her fan base, I'm afraid, um, due to those controversial positions, which is, that's, that's the way things roll, I guess. We have a bit of show-related news about Harry Potter, if I can share that. Go on, go ahead. So friend of this program, Jeremy Padauer, who is now, what is he? Is he a VP of Jazzwares? I think he used to be over at, um, I can't remember who did the, whoever did the, I can't, I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember the name of his former company. They used to do the WWE toys before Mattel. Uh, Playmates? I don't remember, but some, well, Jeremy Padauer, who is now a VP at Jazzwares, used to be over at that company that did um, wrestling. He was at Mattel before that. He did the rebirth of um, the rebirth of uh, He-Man, 
uh, over at Mattel. That's going back quite a while. Why can't I remember who made those figures? Um, uh, yeah, maybe Mr. Monty can look it up while I'm, I'm talking about it. Anyway, Jeremy Padauer, friend of this program, VP over at Jazzwares, uh, the other day announced that, or, you know, was explaining via, I can't remember if it was, it might have been on his Facebook, that he recently purchased, get ready for it, an original English Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Ooh. one of the very first mm -hmm. copies. Wow. And I think he paid, now I, I could have the number wrong. I feel like I'm right though. Something like $293,000 or something Jesus like that. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. a really? that, that's a penny. That's now this is a true first edition means this is one of the first ones to roll off the press. So this is one this is one before it went big. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is a true English first edition and I don't even the, the number is so small and those books are most of them are accounted for um with regards to collect uh, you know collections and so on and so forth as far as I know. $293,000. And it's a brilliant investment on his part because that is now a classic piece of literature and he's sitting on the original first edition. I I bet he waits five, six years. He's doubling that money. That would be my bet. Maybe. That would be my bet. And God forbid he got it signed or something like that because then that would probably cut that time in, in you know, by a third at least, I would say. But uh, yeah, so Jeremy Padauer, a guy that, you know, we've known on this program for, I don't know that he ever did, we might have did a remote one with him at Toy Fair when we went to the blank showroom who used to do WWE toys. Damn it, can't remember. LJN. Um, no, 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 after LJN. Oh, damn it. I was all proud of myself too. You were close. I you was, were close. I was proud of myself. In between... It's before Mattel, after LJN. God damn it! And I cannot remember the name of that company. It's not. Is it? It's not Playmates. I really can't remember. Try to figure that. I'm kind of embarrassed. But I will say, by the way, uh, for anybody who is looking for a very specific book, because I wanted to have a first edition of Ready Player One, uh, which this was before the movie dropped. It was going for like hundreds and hundreds of bucks and everything. Uh, yeah, and I luckily got it for uh nine ninety nine or eleven ninety nine. I forgot, so we'll just make say ten bucks. Um, and it was a hardcover first print with the dust cover, you know, with a little, you know, little worn and everything like that. Uh, but considering it was ten bucks and it was going for a few hundred on uh, eBay, I'll uh, I'll take that. So if you're ever in the mood for that, um, check out Strand Bookstore uh, in Manhattan. Oh yeah, it is the Ah, geez, it's it's a beautiful landmark in Manhattan, and that's luckily is uh, hopefully it's going to make it through COVID. Uh, and they just have some remarkable uh, uh, stuff. Uh, they do books right there, and they will contact you if things come come in because it happens uh, quite often. Um, it's too bad the movie tanked and took that book with it. Yeah, but I'm, I, I mean, I was going to keep the book no matter what. I mean, I was. Uh, I know. I, I like the. It's just a fun book. I know everyone considered it like the the next great American novel, which it wasn't. It's just a fun, you know, 80s vintage story that had like an Indiana Jones kind of feel to it. So uh, I absolutely adored it. Um, let's hit on one more story, probably maybe before we go to break, guys. Because hey. there's not a, you know, there's there's good headlines, but not like, you know, real 
uh, straightforward, you know, big things. Uh, Michael B. Jordan said in an interview that he is open to returning as Killmonger uh, in Black Panther. He says, um, there's a long quote here. He says, that's something that is very, very near and dear to my heart for a lot of obvious reasons. I had a really tough year losing somebody close to me. And what that means for the fr franchise is it, it was devastating. Um, saying that if he, about returning, he says, but being in that world in a character that I loved playing and working with the writer director and all that good stuff, it's family. We created family over there. So to be able to be in the world again, that is something I think will always be on the table in some capacity. So no, listen, he had such a beautiful, that movie was so perfect in terms of the villain for that. Yeah. That, that bringing him back in just the way you, I feel like kind of, as you alluded to last week, Kev, bringing back Captain America would be a little bit of an injustice because it, it ended so great for that character. So bring and, and I feel the same about Killmonger. So bringing back Michael B. Jordan after a I mean phenomenal performance and, and, and how he reached to people uh, says a lot. So I think that it would just do it a little. Listen, I, I love the character. I love the actor. I think he is insane. To say he's insanely talented, I feel like he's still kind of underselling it. Uh, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, let the good story be told and don't go to the well. I mean, it's. Unfortunate with the situation where that movie is right now, or franchise, I should say. Uh, but leave it, leave it as is in terms of uh, Killmonger, in my opinion. Yeah, I think one of the precedents that Marvel is setting with their uh, movies and TV is that they're not, with with one exception, they're not really repeating villains. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good because there's an entire pantheon at their disposal. I'd rather see a fresh take on a crappy villain than a repeat villain. Now, I will, I will excuse Loki from that because, first of all, Loki is amazing. Tom Hiddleston's Loki is absolutely amazing. And second of all, I don't think it's been a failure because it seems like his character has changed significantly enough uh, through the course of the Thor movies and Avengers, the first Avengers movie, where I total, and I'm looking forward to the TV show. Mm -hmm. I think Tom Hiddleston has created a character there that people want to see more of. Whereas I think Killmonger, he came, he saw, he died. And I think, I think it's better left alone. Because Killmonger is not Loki. Loki pops. Loki's been popping up for years. I, I'm sure that might be true of Killmonger too. But you know, in comics, nobody dies. But this isn't comics. These mm -hmm. are the movies. Mm -hmm. And you know, if Tony isn't coming back, and Natasha isn't coming back, then Killmonger shouldn't come back either. <laughs> I, I, I hold a different Killmonger's position, coming personally. back unless Killmonger's coming back as a hologram to help support a new character like Ironheart or Tony's daughter, then, you know, then I'm with it. Unless uh, Natasha is coming back in her own movie, which takes place after Civil War, then I think, you know, then I think it's okay. But none of these characters that have died are coming back. Well, unless you're cracking the multiverse and bringing Vision back, uh, I, I, I don't think that, you know, characters should start reappearing in the Marvel universe, the cinematic universe. 
because I think it's a bad precedent to set. And that's why as big of a Captain America fan as I am, it can't be Steve Rogers' story is done. Do they bring an alternate Steve Rogers in? Is there a flashback of Steve Rogers? Both acceptable because if you're going to have a multiverse, there's multi-Steves. So I'm okay with that. Um, you're going to have a flashback, of course, because, you know, you, you can flashback. have a flashback to the war. I mean, it would be if they did a Namor movie and they got uh, Chris Evans to come back and do some sort of, uh, you know, like newsreel where Namor is somehow there, you know, a la the invaders, Mr. Monty, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um that would be something because they've already set precedent for that as well. Because in the Captain America, in Captain America, the first Avenger, when they're at the World's Fair looking at the Stark presentation, the original Human Torch is there mm -hmm. in like glass, that android or robot, whatever they call them. They don't really go into a deep explanation of what it is, but that's what it is, which means if he's there. And Captain America's there, and they set Namor's appearance, or 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 the first time he surfaces, or however they're going to play it. I mean, because we got to know at this point, Namor is going to show up at some point. Um, if they're going to do those things, they could easily do a flat an Invaders flashback easily. So, those are some acceptable circumstances. Bringing back Killmonger. I can't think of an acceptable circumstance why that why that would happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, there is one other movie I would like to hit on really oh. quickly before oh. we go to break, and this is oh. and this is something that's important because I think that a uh, young sandwich needs to put this on his list because of course he oh, has boy. to have one new movie. Uh, uh, Get your pad assignment. out. I have no idea that is at this point. Oh, hey, goddamn! It's in my great. So it's in my book bag we go somewhere. All the trouble of making sure that you have a pad, and then you don't use it, and then you lose it on top. Good. That's really respectful of Nick. Really, really nice sandwich. Oh, man. Monty, while you what you were saying, please continue. So I wanted to find a. I just needed a good comedy movie and everything over from the last two weeks. And I'm like, you know, let me let's go on to uh, Peacock because kind of forget that's on my Apple TV. Uh, and they had on there for free with commercials uh, a, a little movie called The Great Outdoors, which I haven't watched since I was maybe fucking 10 ish. Maybe the movie holds up so freaking well. Excellent, excellent film with uh, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Remarkable. I, I just forgot how much I love this freaking movie. I haven't seen a John Candy movie in so freaking long. And, uh, you know, I, I wish Peacock had it. Like, maybe you watched two minutes worth of commercials, like, right at the front. Instead of kind of peppering everything throughout the film. As if it was on, like, yeah. you know, basic cable. Uh, but, man, it was, I just forgot how good of a damn movie that is and everything. And that, that it's so rewatchable uh, at the exact same time. Um and I and even though I remember some of the scenes, I was still you know laughing out loud as if it was the the first time I ever saw everything. So, uh, Dom, it's a good quick ninety minute film. I didn't realize it was a, or I forgot rather I should say it was a John Hughes film at the same time um, that he wrote and produced. So uh, did he produce? He produced. Yeah, he wrote it too. Um, so yeah, just the just damn, I forgot how good that movie is. And you know what? A little little good news is always necessary. So sandwich, make sure you add that into your new notebook. Uh, maybe put that into a Google Doc 
So uh, you can you can Ooh. see that you deleted it by mistake instead of threw it out. Twenty first century. It's, wow, we're, we're, Ooh, we're high end, top shelf here, we're baby. Dragging the sandwich into the twenty first century. Indeed, <laughs> sandwich. Uh, also on your list, since Nick is giving a recommendation, have you ever seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? I've seen clips, did but it's been talk, a long time. That's also that? on Peacock without commercials. Did we talk about that? That he has to watch I, I've been told to watch it already. Oh, you have? What is yeah. it on your list? Uh, in theory, it was. Just at minimum, Dom, watch uh, Who's On First. You can just YouTube it. It's like. A, I've, seen, I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. I was going to say, at minimum. I've seen just, that, and I've seen, I think, I forget what the math, the, I forget the exact math problem, but there was a math problem. Oh, oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. Was, was, it, was it the one from In the Navy, though, with the donuts? It was something with like rent. He had to pay rent. Oh. He didn't give the guy like $21, and he did like seven times 13. Yeah, 21. yeah, yeah, 21. I, yeah. Actually, if you if you Google that, the, the best iteration of that of that bit, I think, is the one they did that's in the movie In the Navy. So if you Google In the Navy math or something like that, I'm sure you'll find. That's the best iteration, though. Uh, I will say as much like there's stuff, you know, one can easily argue that they uh, their routines were a little repetitive. But my God, like they're still hysterical uh, at the Every exact time. same time. Like you can't help but just have a good like laugh in the bottom of your soul and everything because it's such. Oh a, yeah, it's just it's time. It's timeless. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, boy, it's who, one of the who are from New Jersey, by the way, just to reiterate yep. that fact. Where you Patterson, New Jersey, for Lou Costello, and somewhere down the shore for I, Bud I was Abbott. Gonna say Asbury Park. I don't think it's Asbury, no. but it's somewhere down there. Well, you can look it up and then I'll be wrong. But one of the reasons that I recommend um, Abbott and Castell me Frankenstein, amongst many reasons, is that you have the Bella Lugosa, uh, Bella Lugosi Dracula in it. Mm -hmm. You have the Glenn Strange monster in it. And you have the Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman. That's like the holy trio <laughs> of of uh, of universal monster performers in one film which is really great and also there's a couple of bits in that movie too that are absolute like when when lou costello is trying to read the dracula legend while leaning on dracula's coffin in the <laughs> wax museum and the coffin just keep, like it opens a little and then shuts and that whole routine i think is really brilliant and it's also one that they didn't repeat unlike the one Sandwich is talking about, which was one of their bits that goes back. They've done it a bunch of different ways. Same with Who's on First. They did that a bunch of different. They did it on radio before they ever did it in the movies. Um, and there's a few other ones as well. But yeah, Abbott and Costello, definitely have the opportunity to check out some of those films. You ought to. For sure. And by the way, from Asbury Park. Oh, he was Asbury Park. Yes, sir. All right. There, well, you, there you go. go. Um, Big Kev. Sir, no statue of him. This is true. I wonder if he has a plaque or something like that. I got to look into that. Lou, Lou Costello has a full-on statue it's a beautiful, in Patterson. Beautiful statue too. Very beautiful statue. I've I've driven past. I don't it understand why. Why? I wonder why Bud Abbott doesn't have a statue. Maybe uh, maybe that's something we should support and fund. Not fund. Well, maybe that's something we should support look, and try to push. Asbury's up and coming now. Bud oh, Abbott's not from even now. Asbury. Yeah, not even now. I mean, 20, 15, 20 years ago, you only go there looking for trouble. Now. 
you have to go there for your luxury rental apartment. And yeah, and now everything. I go there looking for good food because the food scene Almost. there is really spectacular. Yeah. All right. So, so let's, anyway. uh, let's end this segment of, uh, geek stuff, travel oh. stuff right now. And, uh, big Kev, why don't you, uh, throw us to break, sir? Big, big Kev's travel stuff. There you go. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Not yet. Not until I do eat stuff. And with that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, uh, we will bring this segment, segment one of episode 600 and something. 20. 21. One. 621. The one we're calling is it bong, 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 boing, or boing, 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 uh, to the first and only break we will take, uh, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place and it has something for everybody. But, but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest. They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues. They got you, man. These clothes are something else, too. Is that real blood on that shirt? Not on all of them. But they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show. Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right, put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. You gotta have prints on your wall. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now, um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? The what? Zoinks! You better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up while by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. And uh, we also have uh, our other new sponsor, the Graveyard Gallery, uh, located at, oh, I closed the tab, uh, 21, here we go, 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, 07405. Uh, again, just to uh, uh, reiterate, these guys literally have so much, they have some Abner Costello stuff. From way back when. They have some of that good classy stuff. They have a lot of uh, oddities type uh, items in their shop as well. And I cannot emphasize just how lovely the people are who work there. Uh, so again, check them out on the social medias. Uh, and uh, if you're in the area, go to 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, 07405. And um, go grab some tacos or burritos next door. Because they actually have a good Mexican place. Unlike the places that Big Kev and Dom go to. So there you go. You're not wrong. Taco King. If you ever see a place called Taco King, stay the hell away. Not in Butler, New Jersey. So there you go. No. Sorry. Yeah. Um, guys, we also have a, some voicemails. We have, a, we have a report and we have a voicemail that we need to play. Uh, Big Kev, do you want to set Ooh. this one up here? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Disney... Um, was canceling all of their 
um, I guess they're like year passes, uh, whatever those passes are called, I forget. Um, uh, and, and West Coast Scott, of course, a Disney uh, yearly pass holder, um, has some more information that he wanted to share on that topic. So he recorded a segment for us, which we'll play right now. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. This is West Coast Correspondent Scott here at Day Scott over on Twitter. Uh, I actually have some real news this time. I'm not just uh, calling to say how's it going or comment on a recent episode. I'm sure your listeners heard that Disneyland is canceling the annual pass holder program uh, as of January 14th. That's very sad news for folks like me and my lovely wife who frequented the parks when they were open. But Due to the COVID restrictions that they're going to have when they get to reopen, they'll only be able to open at 25% capacity. And that's if the cases get down into the yellow or minimal tier. Currently, it's at the red substantial tier. So I think that's like two tiers down from where it's at. So even when they get to open back up, they'll only be able to open up at 25% capacity. Normally, the pass holders are one of the things that help to fill up the parks and potentially make it too crowded for the tourists and in this case they just want to have a little more control over attendance i believe so it's it's sad to see it go it definitely means that uh i won't be going as often i'm not going to pay full price to go once or twice a year i mean you know we pay the cost of the annual pass and then go lots and lots of times there was a message from the president of disneyland it went uh, something like this dear annual pass holder for nearly four decades our annual pass holder program has been an important part of connecting with some of our most valued guests we are incredibly honored and grateful for the legacy and the memories and magical moments that you have helped us to create over the years they said they would eventually announce a new membership program some new iteration of the annual pass holders program so it'll be interesting to see what that is when they open up but you know it really is it's a it's a sad day for a lot of pass holders and you know honestly i want to say it's a sad day for all of the cast members that have been furloughed and laid off and uh, you know it's easy for me to say oh i'm sad that i don't get to go to disneyland as much well hey you know all the folks that are you know losing their jobs or out of work because of this they're hurt even more um, but it, it really, this comes from a place of love. We love going to the parks. We love Disney. And, you know, without the annual pass holder program, we just won't be able to go as often. And that, that's true for, you know, a million people in Southern California, I would say. So it's kind of sad news. I thought I would keep you all posted. Uh, it's also going to make it harder for me to mule stuff out of the parks for Big Kev's addiction. I mean, collection, excuse me. Anyway, this is West Coast Scott signing off. If you want to hear more from me and my lovely wife on our podcast, The Piecast, just look us up wherever you find your podcasts. Take care, guys. So there we go. West Coast Scott providing us a little more clarity on the annual uh, pass holder situation for Disney. So thank you to West Coast Scott. And not to be outdone, we have a phone call from, quote, West Coast Scott. Hi, this is Pi uh, Day Scott, uh, West Coast Scott, you know me as. Um, I called last week and you guys ridiculed my call and uh, made fun. I don't appreciate that. Please um, take my notification seriously. I do not wish to be part of the show anymore. So please remove me from all show-related conversations. I will focus on my baking, as I that's what I am most famous for these days. And, again, possibly... Or work on becoming an alpha male 
Again, it really is me. It's not Adam Driver. Please don't make fun. Uh, yeah. Just stop it. So there we go. Another call from, quote, West Coast. We can't keep calling this guy, quote, West Coast Scott. No. I think we should start calling him West Coast Adam Driver. I'm all right with that. I like it. I like it. The West Coast Adam Driver calling in again, uh, trying to convince us that he is West Coast Scott. Um, <laughs> I, don't <even> know where, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. Um, I, I know what I have to do. I, know the, I don't know if I have the strength I to do it. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will just, you help me? I just will, want, will you help me? I just want to know the backstory to all of this eventually, exactly what's going on. So. Well, see, what happened West Coast was... Scott was weak. <laughs> Seems that way. At, at, I don't understand the, the, the... I mean, you give it to the guy, he's consistent. I don't know what's going on with the baking, and I don't know what's going on with the alpha male situation either. I don't, I don't, I don't get those references. I wish S, uh, West Coast... Adam Driver would call in and tell us what the hell he's talking about. So I, I know his new name is West Coast Adam Driver, but I'm now also supporting, in my mind, he's the opposite. So now he's East Coast Scott, but West Coast Adam Driver sounds better. That's like the evil. You know what I mean? the evil. Just call him W. Yeah, yeah, he's the evil version. Yeah, yeah, like Wario and, and Mario sort of sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. No, I, I just, I just want to know the backstory eventually. That's, that's all I can say with this whole. Well, uh, see, that once, handle, that handle belongs to me. Once, once uh, Disney picks up the uh, the prequel series for the the, uh, the West Coast Scottiverse, then we'll find out in about nine years. Yes. <laughs> while you were, uh, while story. you were gone, uh, while you were gone, Mister Monty, the um, Patreons enjoyed Sandwich and I talking about. Um, having the two Scots battle at WrestleMania and <laughs> yes. the third West Coast Scott run in. By God, it's also West Coast Scott. <laughs> kind of we like also Oprah. talked about, we also talked about, we also talked about into the Scottiverse. Yes. Into the Scottiverse of madness. Nice. Somehow we've tapped in and we have multiple West Coast Scots. Love it. I, I think, hey, West Coast Adam Driver is welcome to call in and try to explain what's going on, but only if he continues to use his Adam Driver voice I because that's I, some funny. Well, shit. It's it's not a voice; it's just Adam Driver. It's not a I voice; know. it's just it's just him. If I know what I have to do, if we just bring him on as a guest to the show, like a live guest. I'm very okay with that. So uh, yep. we'll see. We'll how have him on as a live guest, but he, he has, has to, to wear put Kylo Adam outfit. Driver in quotes because you know we don't know if it's him. Got to do something. Got to do something for sure. Uh, boys, we have a little bit of product. This oh, let me pick it up. But wait, oh, I don't have it this week. You don't have it this week. No, for <laughs> no, for, you don't. For once, Big Kev is for once, Big Kev isn't telling you to pick something up at the at the UPS store or anything like that for some stuff. I got myself, boys. Try to move the mic here. Uh, I got myself the new wave of Batman toys um, from I Nick swear Farland. If you pull it out first. I'm gonna come through that camera. You mother pus oh, Look what I got here. Kev, why don't you tell the folks at home what uh, I have right here? Tell them all about the thing is, in is Monty's front, hand. Nick, is your front light on? Yes. Oh, because it just seems really dark for some reason. I can try uh, to boost it there. Yeah, you can pick them up a little bit better now. So this is the, uh, so this is the latest uh, wave from McFarlane. 
Um, and it includes uh, one of the one of the three uh, Robin demons or Batman who laughs Robins. There are three of them. Uh, technically, there's four. Um, and there's three of McFarlane has done three different heads, but because he's a bastard, he didn't put the three heads in the package. He put one head in the package. So you have to find all three different heads in order to get all three of them, which really sucks on his part. Not to mention the fact that you will then be stuck with at least two. If you're doing what's the build a figure for that one, which Batman is it? Uh, one of the metals, the, right? That the Wonder Woman one? It's the Merciless. That's the Merciless, right. That's the so that's, that's the really Wonder huge demon-like Batman. This one comes um, with a torso. Yeah, and uh -huh. so what I'm saying is you get stuck with two of these torsos because Todd, for some reason, can't put multiple heads in a package on a character that clearly needs multiple heads in one package. Just ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, oh, you're going way too fast, sir. Oh, we but, got more. Right, oh, okay. That, I didn't realize you were. that one? No, it's fine. Let's just move past it because <laughs> we, <laughs> fucking hell. We have Batman Dark Knight's medal here. These are with the arms for the build the figure huh. at the exact same time. I like the, the coloring on this one specifically. I got to say, it kind of pops. Yeah, I was going to say that. It pops. That's a little, real nice, actually. It definitely pops a little better. Wait than a minute. With the wait, a, wait a minute. Which one is that? Slide him over a little bit, Nick. More center. Which one is that? Batman Dark Knight's Metal. Oh, that's just a straight up one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the arms and everything. But I like the coloring on this one. Can you, flip, I, can you flip the box around again? Sure. The back of the pack? Sure thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Sorry. I, th I thought it was Last Night on Earth, Batman, and I was going to lose my mind if you had for, gotten that one. For those who aren't on our Zoom call. need, oh. Nick. For that those who one. aren't on our Zoom call. Oh, sorry. I'm going to let Kevin yell for a little bit, then I'll talk. Done. All right, uh, I like that one a lot actually because it's got the yellow outline around the bat symbol, just really makes that pop. A lot of yellows and stuff. It looks really nice uh, for a figure that's not like an exclusive from like Hot Toys right. or mm. Mexico. Yeah, the, looks really the, nice. The, the DC line from McFarland exceptionally um, articulated. They usually come with all the appropriate accessories except the Dark Knight's Metal Robin. And, um, like, yeah, it's really great. The Build-A-Figure for this wave is also really great as well. So if you're a fan of Dark Knight's Metal, I think this wave, I feel like this wave completes all of them, I think. I'm not too sure on that one right here. Well, yeah, because a couple of waves ago, we had the Green Lantern one. I can't remember the name of that one. We had the, the female one, which I can't remember the name of her either. Um, and I feel like there was one more in that wave also prior. So I'm, I'm th this might finish the metal Batmans off. I think we also have here the, the Batman who laughs with sky tyrant wings. This actually you, it's a little hard to tell actually from the packaging, but there's actually a lot uh, going on here. And the, the width, the width, the, the wingspan uh, of yeah. this one is actually pretty, pretty decent here. The big, big boy right here. It's a little hard to tell. Uh, and it also comes with the head, and uh, I believe it's like the shoulders uh, for the build a figure at the exact same time here. I think yeah. that's is is that his weapon also that sword? Yes, it is as well. Right, forgot to mention that one right there. Uh, we yeah. got a handful more. Here. I wasn't. I'm not so big a fan of that iteration of of the Batman, the Batman who laughs. I don't like the winged one. I like the straight up one with the robins. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we also have Superman the Infected. Uh, Ooh, this was from, I like that one. Uh, if I remember, uh, Deceased. Uh, I believe this was coming out uh, a little over a year ago. I believe is when it first began. I started reading this one. Uh, yeah. I lost track of it because they expanded it so quickly. And then when the pandemic hit, to be honest, it was just I, I it was hard for me I, to keep I, up with my books. I think and it's everything. still coming out in some degree. I think they're still putting out stories from the deceased or whatever you want. It was say so it popular. I'm not going to be surprised if that's the case. I'm I'm pretty sure they are because it, it was just such a big hit and everything. So here we have the Superman one. Uh, we have uh, with some different hands, a torn up cape here, which looks pretty good. We have uh, the legs for the build a figure at the exact same time here. Again, it looks really good. The uh, and again the uh, the coloring really matches kind of like that deceased, that kind of faded palette um, for here. So, uh, ba -ba -ba, what do we got? We have two Batmans here. It's gonna be a, a little hard to kind of see this on camera. Uh, but we have Batman, the Arkham, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. One's kind of like a goldish one, and one's kind of like a bronze oh. or pewter looking. Kind yeah, of really thing. nice. I feel like those are like chase pieces. They are, I believe. I think they are. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure if that's the case, but I remember I, I might have been watching Foosh or one of those guys talk about those maybe being chase pieces. But I'm not entirely 100% sure. Yeah, they look good though. It, it's really it is starting to do that, and I have to say, the reason that they do this sort of nonsense is that they can get just a little bit more value out of the tooling that goes into making an action figure if they can do multiple figures from it. Which is why you get stuff like gold or color variations, but the same figure. McFarlane is is doing this a bunch now. He just released mandarin spawn a brand new mandarin spawn which was one of my favorite spawn designs from years and years ago they released one then they released another one in a different colorway so that's you know this is just the fact that if mcfarland's going to be able to keep pumping stuff out he's going to throw out some gold and some repaints by and large generally the repaints if they can make them work they work you know, Mezco does it all the time with 112s. They just recolor it. Um, so I don't think it's inappropriate. Where I draw the line, however, is the gold. You know, the, the, it's just simply gold. For what purpose? You know, that's my point. It's purely a speculative collector thing as opposed to it being like Mezco does. They do Batman, but then they do Batman with like, the same body and all accessories and everything, they just do it in a different color so that it's maybe a different take on the costume. That I think is more appropriate than doing gold, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, three more figures to hit on really quickly. Uh, we have Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I, this is probably one of my more favorite ones. I just like the detail of the, the high-tech suit right here. Uh, a little mm. sleeker. And so like that's the from weapons. the video game. Correct. Right. Yep. I like yeah. the way this one just kind of pops out a whole lot there. Uh, we also have, give me a second because I got too many toys around me now. Uh, we have Deathstroke from Batman Arkham Origins Org. right yes. here. Yeah, uh, that's, which that's one, a highly anticipated one as well. Yeah, yeah, this one really looks good. I'm very, very happy with it right here. And we have uh, Cyborg from Teen Titans. Uh, oh, cool. As well as the final piece of our little uh, uh, box of toys right here, which um, and we should. Yes. Yeah, that's the animated style, right? Yep. Yes, it is. That's yeah. really awesome. I actually that's really, really, really actually, awesome. 
He's actually um, dedicated to doing uh, a, a few more animated style figures. Now, this is the third one, I think. They did a Batman animated series. I believe they did a Superman animated series. That might have been in series one or series two. Um, and Cyborg is the, uh, the next one. I don't know that they've done another animated one, unless I'm forgetting one. I can't I think, think of any. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's, there's, uh, there's that. So good for them for good for Todd for peppering in some of the animated stuff as well. Yeah. I really, listen, I really like these toys. A lot of them look a lot better than, um, uh, what they do. I think like if you looked online at the actual pictures. So, uh, if you are a DC nut, I highly recommend, uh, at least looking into these to see if you want to have these on your shelf. And Big Kev, you know what's the best part about these toys? No. What? That you have them and I don't? No, asshole. I was going to give you the two jokers. I was busting your balls. You're giving me the what? You want those two jokers? You want the Robin ones and everything? The Robin one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can have it. I'm busting your balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, and the, and the winged, uh, and and the winged other one as well. You're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Take back all the terrible things I said to sandwich about you that you don't know about unless you're a patron. That's okay. I'll go back and I'll listen. I just knew that there was going to be. I knew for 90 minutes. I'm like, I gotta like at least have him sweat it out a little bit, you know. Oh, you had it. You got me. Yeah. You had me at hello. So Dom, and then we'll... do, me a, do me a favor, take a picture of the Robin and send it to me so that I don't buy the same one again. No problem. No in problem. case I get an opportunity to buy a second one because I do want all three of those. Dom, so. let me know which uh, two you're. Yeah, well, there's there's a few I want, but but we'll talk after the show to see which ones you. Oh you're really? Interested. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, oh well, awesome! Yeah, I didn't even consider myself. <laughs> we don't consider you either. So let's. Uh, wow. Let's I want Kevin's. <laughs> no. Let's let's discuss that after the show. Um, do we have one more thing we were gonna do, or is that it? I think that's it, my man. And with that, Mister Mont, because now we're, I want to talk. Uh, we have a little. Yeah. We have a bit of a spiel. Uh, Catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. You can also check us out on the social medias at GeekStuffTNG over at the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitters. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, you know, I'm all over the place. Uh, Big Kev. Yeah, and, you know, we want to say just because the tell-a-friend promotion isn't going on, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be telling a friend. So uh, definitely tell a friend about the show. And you can find me on the Xbox One Network, rarely now, but still occasionally playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Fortnite, and GTA. I'd love to play with my friend Dom, except that, I, I don't know, I feel like I, I haven't played with him in five months. I'm so. online right now. That's what the, we're we're doing a show right I'm now. I'm just saying my Xbox been on all day. All right. Plus we'll you're that. like hidden, so Mumbles doesn't come after you. Sandwich. No. So. Sandwich. Hi, you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One. Yeah, hey, I wasn't done. Yeah, you were. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Out. B K geek stuff. B K geek stuff everywhere else. Proud of you. <laughs> and with that, big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 621, 
the one we called Boing, 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 to a close, the way we end some episodes by saying... Uh, I will close us out again this week. Uh, unfortunately, just kind of to reiterate something that happened last week, uh, or almost a repeat, I should say. Uh, lost another uh, good friend of mine uh, this past week, a uh, young guy with two really young kids. Uh, and the only thing I can really emphasize, so this isn't a, uh, a terrible PSA um, or a drastic PSA or whatever, is for the love of God, wear a fucking mask because there are so many people who are... Uh, who need to work, who have to be around other people, and uh, it's because people are making this a stupid issue that uh, people are getting sick when they don't really have to. And unfortunately, my friend uh, wasn't able to pull through because of some other health issues that he had. So uh, with that lovely uh, announcement right there, I will say goodnight, Lewis, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.